Where is God when we hit rock bottom? What does he think of us when he finds us there? There are five significant parts of every redemption story, whether it's your story or mine. Often we imagine him looking down at us, shaking his head. Can you relate? Sometimes you might believe that he's turned his back on you, politely but disappointingly, waiting for you to clean yourself up, because we do know better, don't we? I'm Aaron C. Rhodes, your host of Three Tents Talk, and we'll discuss this after a word from our sponsor. Welcome back. The dictionary defines redemption as the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. The action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. In Romans 5, 8-11, it says, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we're still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through His life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Redemption is used in both the Old and New Testament of the Bible. The Old Testament, in the Old Testament, redemption involves deliverance from bondage based on payment of price by a Redeemer. The Hebrew root word used for most often in the concept of redemption are pada, gal, and kapar. The verb pada is legal term concerning the substitution required for the person or animal delivered. The verb gal is legal term for the deliverance of some person, property, or right to which one had previously claimed through family, relation, or possession. And the meaning of the third verb, kapar, is to cover. Fundamentally to the message of the New Testament is the announcement that Jesus of Nazareth is the fulfillment of Israel's messianic hope and that in him the long-awaited redemption has arrived. Deliverance of humankind from its state of alienation from God has been accomplished through the death and resurrection of Christ. In the New Testament, redemption requires the payment of a price, but the plight that requires such a ransom is moral, not material. Humankind is held in the captivity of sin from which only the atoning death of Jesus Christ can liberate. When life gets hard, we tend to say that we need a break. What we really need, however, is redemption. Instead of gaining a momentary respite from the madness that surrounds us, redemption is the promise of God to deliver us from power and presence of sin. If this promise sounds too good to be true, consider the fact that the world used to be worked this way. Prior to their rebellion, Adam and Eve had unbroken fellowship with God, unparalleled intimacy with each other, and undisturbed enjoyment of their Edenic environment. There has never been a time such as theirs where humans exercised biblical dominion over creation, complemented each other so completely and joyously, lived every moment of every day under the rule of God. But there will be. The Bible envisions a day when these broken relationships will be forever restored. God's people will inherit a new earth that bears abundant food apart from the sweat of their brow and without the threats of thorns. They will never feel pain or cause others to experience hurt of any kind as their tears have been internally wiped away. Death will no longer haunt the living as gentle lambs will rest side by side with formerly carvenous wolves. Best of all, God will dwell with his people. 
Nothing unclean will be allowed to enter the new creation. There will be no trees that trick or serpents that tempt. Worship, not worry, will characterize the family of God in a world without end. In a word, this fallen world will be redeemed. Thus, the Christian worldview is premised on two realities. God's good world spoiled by human sin, the fall, and sinful humans made fit to enjoy forever the redemption. In spite of the fall, the world continues to work, sort of. After the fall, Adam and Eve's oldest son proved remarkably adept to navigating through life. Cain married a woman and loved their son. The curse of the ground notwithstanding, Cain became a farmer and then a city builder. Even Cain's descendants were known for their creative powers, including advancements in shepherding livestock, playing musical instruments, and developing sturdy weaponry. Put simply, even fallen people in a fallen world somehow managed to contribute to the human progress. On the other hand, even morally upright people managed to confirm the human predicament. Noah is such a man who, in the midst of a moral sewer, managed to find favor in God's eyes. His craftsmanship is demonstrated through his ability to build an ark that withstood the most destructive storm ever. His attention to detail spared not only his life, but his family's as well, and the entire animal kingdom. Nevertheless, in spite of God's grace towards him, Noah later became drunk and passed out naked in his tent. When he awoke, he cursed generations yet to be born. This is hardly the behavior one would expect from a man God used to rescue the world, but Noah's life confirms that there is no one righteous, not even one. Humans still retain the image of God, which accounts for any semblance of goodness and enables any sense of progress. However, life is not as it should be in this fallen world. Theologians have differed over the means by which Adam's sins has been passed down to every person, but the reality of death provides sufficient confirmation that no one is exempt. Through Charles Manson and Billy Graham took completely different paths with their lives, both are subject to the death sentence as are you and I. The Bible thus describes our common plight. We are dead in our trespasses and sins, and we are, by nature, children under wrath. Redemption is the reversal of the fall. In part, this reversal means that those who were spiritually dead are made alive, and those who were children of wrath are now children of God. Though the Bible recognizes that fallen people may make positive contributions to the world as a whole, the Bible is quite clear that no one can contribute anything positive to their own redemption. The only person who qualified to undo the effects of the fall is Jesus Christ, who, as the eternal Son of God, incarnated through the Virgin Mary, was exempted from the inheriting Adam's sin. This is not to say that he was not tempted as he lived in the fallen world and experienced genuine struggles that all humans face. However, the Bible unflinchingly states that Jesus never sinned, and thus focuses on him alone as the one who can make sinful humans fit in the worship of the Holy God. Even in the death, Jesus was not the result of any sin he committed, but rather the most gracious act of love ever displayed, where he took upon himself the sins of the world so that all who believed in him will be saved, giving all of us true redemption. That will bring us to the end of this episode. I want to mention that if you are experiencing depression during any of these situations, It can be very overwhelming, and there is no shame in seeking medical help if you are feeling this way. 
every life is valuable and worth fighting for. If you are feeling depressed, all alone, or having thoughts of hurting yourself, please reach out to the National Suicide Hotline at 800-273-8255 or visit mentalhealthline.org for information on getting help. A person must take care of themselves before helping others. That is priority for somebody experiencing depression. Take time for yourself so that you may heal. There is a way out. You are a valued human being, and people do love you. Additionally, if you apply the three-tenths system and three-tenths talk, this can help you overcome these issues in your life. Placing importance on your personal relationship with God, embracing your support group, and self-acceptance will be key to your success. I want to thank everyone who listened to this episode and for allowing me to help you on your journey to becoming a better you.